Hello and welcome to the Small YouTuber Podcast. Each episode, myself and co-host Gazed will be speaking to a fellow small creator with under 10,000 subscribers to get to know them and to learn what inspires them to make content on YouTube, as well as potentially shining a light on some underrated channels. If you know or if you are a small creator on YouTube, please do get in touch via the link in the description. I'd love to make this a running series rather than just a one-off podcast episode and I'd love to speak to you. My first guest for this very first episode is Dutch creator Syrian Willems, who has roughly a thousand subscribers on his channel. Today I am joined by fellow co-host Edward from the Gazette channel and Syrian Willems. Hello there. Syrian, welcome to the Small YouTuber Podcast, the first episode. It's Thank you. an honor to have you as our very first guest. And hopefully this, um, we don't really know whether this is going to be sort of a running thing, whether people are actually going to watch this. This is sort of a pilot episode. Um, but mm -hmm. hopefully people get involved and uh, hopefully other people would also like to be guests because there's lots of podcasts out there by sort of bigger channels, but there's not really any for, you know, channels with under 10,000 subs um, around. So that's, yeah. that's what sparked the idea for this, for this whole thing. For people who don't know you and your channel, um, just who are you? Where do you come from? What is your uh, backstory just in, in brief? You have a minute or <laughs> yeah we've got we've got a minute we've got plenty of time <laughs> uh, all right so my name is syrian i am officially from the netherlands uh which is a tiny country kind of like including a little ocean thingy uh bordering the uk yeah like we, we can almost see each other from like if we would be on the seaside and like we yeah if, if we and, if we went down to dover and sort of shot a flare yeah. up we'd possibly yeah be able to see might be able to see each other yeah um so yeah so um i am a filmmaker and director that's my my job my full-time uh way of making money and um i've always done youtube like for a very long time um i have a channel that's still running and it's been running for almost seven years um it's called mocum sessions that was my first uh my first youtube channel um still it's still going still yeah. going strong um that one has about ten thousand subscribers so okay uh, I'm Doing not sure well. if I still fit in on on that one. Well, um, it's on. It's just about nine and a, <coughs> nine and a half, isn't it? So I think I think you just yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah. It's like nine point eight or something. Uh, yes. So I just still fit the bill. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I've been doing um, a lot of YouTube consulting. I've been managing YouTube channels and stuff like that for brands and for you know famous people and stuff like that. Um, so I kind of new to trade and I was always doing it for other people and then last year I was like you know what let's just try and do this for myself for once and um, yeah. and be the the face of the thing and that was for me also the most scary part because I like being behind cameras uh, I don't enjoy being in front of them um, it was very awkward and weird to me especially in the beginning but I thought you know it might be a good challenge to um, you know uh teach myself to do something like that um yeah. 
but I didn't go into it like with a completely blank slate because I, you know, I knew exactly what I was doing. I knew how to make good YouTube videos or like stuff like that, or I knew how to, um, tell a story, tell a story. And uh, yeah, yeah. So um, it wasn't like a, a super fresh start. Okay. And you released a video almost exactly a year ago, maybe just over that said, I'm becoming a full-time YouTuber with 614 subscribers, um, which is quite the title. Uh, How is that going for you? Well, I I kind of ventured off that a little bit because um, I did end up taking a few jobs here and there. Um, Also, I figured out that I... I really love doing the YouTube thing. Um, I love making the videos, but I found out that I had one thing that I wanted to do even more. And uh, and for me, YouTube has always been a means and not the end. So I figured out, you know, and, and, and basically through doing YouTube, I found out what my uh, my true calling was. To oh, YouTube. very deep, very like deep. That. <laughs> because doing YouTube really opened up the idea of being able to do whatever I wanted to do. So you're, you're currently on just over a thousand subscribers uh, on your yep. Syrian Williams channel. And so welcome to the world of, you know, abbreviated sub counts and uh, monetization. Are you monetized? Oh, yeah. Did you yep. hit that for, oh, you didn't have that 4,000 hours of uh, watch time no. or is that? No. Okay. So not even close. I'm like, uh, one third of the way in. Oh, right. So not, not quite a monetization level. So obviously the whole being a full-time YouTuber, you're still getting there. Is, is that the goal to become sort of, uh, self-sufficient when it comes to YouTube and have that being your main source of income? Or is it always just sort of been a sideline project? Mm, uh, Well, for a short period of my life last year, it was like, uh, a challenge to get there, um, in a way, but it's never been a goal. And, um, like I'm making some, like the other YouTube channel I have is monetized and we're making some money, but not, you know, I already know that even with 10,000 subscribers, you make like 100 euros uh, a month, something like that, which is still like fun and nice, but, uh, that's not going to pay the bills. No, Um, I think, I think to make a, decent living off youtube you probably need maybe a few hundred thousand maybe half a million and then you're getting sort of a a decent living there so the thing um, is though like for me like being a director and um um you know making my money that way this is a good um you know calling card or like um way to show your face and and for people to connect a face to your brand in a way yeah, it's almost like a portfolio. So you could just show people your YouTube channel and go, this is the sort of thing I'm making. And speaking of you being a director, you mm-hmm. recently mentioned on your channel that you wanted to, uh, that your goal for this sort of moment in time is to create your first feature film. Yep. How's that going? It's going. Um, are you still sort of in the writing stage or are you actually in production filming it? I'm planning to start. Uh, we have a very tiny COVID-19 uh, delay. But yeah. the plan was to start filming in two weeks from now. Um, but I am currently quarantined because um, one of my clients I met with last Monday uh, got, you know, tested positively for Corona like the nah. two days after we met. We met. 
So I have to stay quarantined until this Friday. Yeah, and then, I'm, I'm lucky. Yeah, so we had like a bunch of, I had a lot of rehearsals planned this week and, um, and some auditions for smaller roles and stuff like that. Um, and we all had to cancel most of that stuff. And um, Yikes. So we might have to delay a little bit, but, uh, but yeah, it's definitely, um, on the right track. Uh, the script is, um, I mean, it's very, very, it'll never be perfectly done. You're always going to want to change stuff until the last minute, probably. Um, but it's on the eighth draft right now. And, uh, it's, um, starting to look like, um, you know, feel like a really good, or, or like it really is coming together. Um, and yeah, so we're actually, uh, doing, we, we cast most of the roles. We've, uh, got a bunch of locations and, uh, we have all the crew and gear and everything ready to go basically to, uh, to start filming. That's great news. Can you, can you tell us what the, the basic plot is or is that all sort of hush hush to wait, wait till it comes out? Um, no, I can, I can give you a basic plot, okay, a, a okay. basic run through. Um, the film is about a, uh, if you want to have the very simple answer, it's about a very awkward dude, uh, who is not very manly, not a very manly man. Um, and how he, uh, wants to make a change in that, um, he is then introduced to a very, um, I'm trying, like I wrote it all in Dutch, so I'm, I'm translating in my head for a minute right now. Uh, so, so he's introduced to a very, um, charismatic and very, mm, well, dare I say weird, um, mentor figure, um, who is gonna try and teach him the ways of, of the man. Um, but it turns out to be more of a cult thing and, uh, I'm being dragged into it and is he gonna go along with it or or is he uh going to break loose that's gonna be the question ah very good yeah it's an interesting concept um so is this an idea that you've had for a while or is this something that you've nope. just sort of formulated recently no it's um i i have written a couple of other features um which i'm i was going to need to bit more budget for and um then COVID hit and i was like you know what i'm just gonna write something that can be done with fewer locations and fewer people and uh and we can actually do it um without you know the bigger budgets or the the bigger actors um and and speaking of COVID, your your channel's videos thus far have been um very sort of travel heavy travel orientated so you've been to yep. what you've been to the uk you've been to japan you've been to taiwan i think um yeah. where else is on this this extortionate uh, list uh, the united states of course um, oh yes oh yeah i've been to um in the earlier videos i went to um moldavia Mol moldavia you'd say in english i guess moldova that's the one moldova that's it yeah transnistria which is like a country that doesn't really exist uh, okay and it's basically in in between moldova and ukraine um 
And I've been to many other countries last year, but a lot of them didn't even end up in the videos. Uh, oh, like, wow. um, I've been to uh, Vietnam and uh, China. Oh, I made, I made one in China, actually, in Beijing. Oh, yeah, you did, um, yeah. And I actually made one in South Korea as well, but I never released it uh, <laughs> for, uh, for different reasons. And, uh, and yeah, that was actually once COVID hit, I was like, fuck, now what am I going to do with this channel? Because, uh, yeah, that was definitely part of the, part of the lore. Yeah, what, what, did you have plans to go anywhere else that got canceled by COVID? Uh, did you have like a list of destinations that you were going to hit in 2020 that never happened? Well, I never planned that far ahead, actually. Uh, but I actually had tickets to go to Taiwan, back to Taiwan, and I wanted to stay there for a little while and try and learn some Chinese and, uh, and do a bunch of videos there. Um, also with Shosho, the guy who oh, yes. was in the... Yeah, was in the um, Taiwan video. Was he the guy um, who did the um, video with Dan Mace? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. And it's funny because I was actually, I was in touch with him through Instagram right before he did that video. Yeah. Um, and so we were talking a little bit and then he hit that video with Dan Mace and I was like, oh, dude, that's so awesome. And I was um, just about to go to... Um, towards Japan again and I was like you know what I can just make a little detour and go through there and uh, and do a video with with Shosho uh, um, because we really hit it off and then um, and then over there it was yeah it was like really really awesome he's such a great guy so I was looking forward to doing that again um, and making videos with him and uh, doing more crazy stuff over there and then probably exploring more of Asia because you you may guess I uh, I am a big Asia fan. I love yeah. Asia. There's a, there seems to be a running theme here of you going back to the Asian. Definitely. Country. Yeah, yeah. Um, I just I I just love the food mostly. Like yes, yeah. Anything with rice is just uh, I, I I love it. <laughs> yeah. Which which country's got the best food? That's difficult, but I think my favorite food, but it's two places I've never been, is like Indian and uh, Indonesian food. Um, but you know, I've never been in those places yet, but you can get that food everywhere. That, that is true. And is there any, um, dishes from the Netherlands that you think the rest of the world is missing out on or is, uh, the, the cuisine, not something really to be, uh, jealous of? No, uh, the Dutch food is like horrible. It's so bland and like, right. what we like to do is like boil a couple of potatoes and boil some vegetables and, uh, fry a piece of meat and you put that on a plate and that's it. That's like a very typical Dutch di dish. We do have very great sweets. We're very good with sweets. Oh um, yeah. yeah. We have like, um, like the syrup waffles and stuff like that. And, um, and there's like so many, so many great great sweets but uh i'm not a big sweets guy so oh i'm missing but, out yeah but especially those syrup waffles whenever i travel to places like america or like asia i just fill up my suitcase with those and uh and you hand them out to people and they'll love you forever yeah, yeah those those are really good anytime yeah anytime we we go through the netherlands we uh we definitely stockpile those because those yeah. mama mia <laughs> yeah. they're very good even i like them yeah yeah so these videos that you say that you filmed in like vietnam why did they not work out why were, why were they not uploaded 
the one in Vietnam I didn't get to finish. I was doing this thing where I wanted to do this thing where I was gonna uh, hand out a shitload of meals to people because in Vietnam, like you see like all the homeless people on the street and like kids and everything. And um, um, but then you as a f like there are places over there you can get like a full meal for like about one you know pound ish or yeah. one euro um and i figured you know if i'm just gonna spend like 50 euros that's like for me that's not a lot of money but you can basically feed 50 people over there um but i was just having a l tiny bit too little time and i didn't get a full good story around that and everything and right. i'm very um I'm very meticulous with my stories. I've, I've also had a couple of unfinished ones in Japan, um, where I was doing one about uh, Japanese Tinder, which is like very weird over there. Yeah. Um, and um, and some other ones, but I just you know, for me, like since I'm so so meticulous about story, like when the story doesn't feel right, I feel like yeah, it's not you know, something I want to tell. Or, yeah, fair enough. So did you travel much as uh, as a kid? Did you do, was this something that you grew up doing or is this something that you've only really been exploring as as an adult? Yeah, it's like the second option. Here. Oh, right. So um, you, you didn't like travel as a kid, much? My, yeah, no, we, um, we did, you know, traveling inside the Netherlands. My mom raised uh, me and my little brother as a single mom most of our lives. Um, so uh, she was not like super wealthy. We didn't have like, you know, I never went to uh, one of those uh, uh, ski uh, trips or stuff like that or um, that other kids did. And um, we I remember once when I was like about eight years old, my mom saved like for probably for years. And she took me and my brother to Spain by bus. And uh, and we were there for a week and it was like to us like it was like a whole world opened wow. up yeah um, we were like blown away yeah um by you know there are places where people don't speak dutch and like uh stuff like that it was like so weird to us um but it was a lot of fun and um after that i didn't really travel that much uh again like of course we went like sometimes we went to like Belgium or France or Germany, um, you know, but that felt like close to home in a way, uh, because also the culture is kind of similar and stuff like that. Yeah. And then, um, when I was 18 years old, my parents, like it was the last holiday I was going to do with my parents because, you know, after 18 you're you know, you're just too old for that. It's gonna, you don't want to go on holiday with your parents. Oh so, God, no, <laughs> no. So they actually, uh, took, um, by then my mom was remarried actually. Um, and they took me and my brother to Greece, which was, uh, which was a lot of fun and oh, very nice. by plane. So that was my first plane ride as an 18 year old, as an 18 year old. Yeah. Oh, wow. And now, so, uh, well, not this year, but you've been going on planes <laughs> all the time now. It's oh man. It's like, on. I've been on more, more last year, like also because of my work, I have to, um, travel a lot. Um, that's why, like I have clients in, in Asia and in America, that's like last year, the videos I did in America was because I had to go there for work anyways. Um, I think like in the past two years, I've been on more planes than buses and trains probably. 
Yeah, wow. So yeah, it gets boring. It gets really annoying. So what what are the sort of what are the main tourist destinations in in the Netherlands? Are there any like really <laughs> awesome places that uh, get are under the radar for general Europe holiday making? Um, it's difficult. Like I kind of like the not touristy places. Um, there are some uh, with very difficult names for you guys to uh, to remember or to pronounce. I'm, I'm um, sure that's the case. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there you go. Um, what I like are like the smaller towns and uh, but even around Amsterdam, there are so many tiny, beautiful places. And uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, just like there are these places like Keukenhof, where uh, which is like. Um, like a tulip and flower uh heaven in a way and uh and it's run down by like asian tourists except for now um yeah. and stuff like that and and those are the places that you know i just wouldn't recommend it's uh, uh you can go but it's not gonna i don't know it might blow your mind it may, may not i'm not the one to uh to um judge those i guess because yeah, it's, it's a similar place. case in the UK because, like, yeah. in, in the UK, you've got all the all the Japanese tourists in the south of the UK going to like Bath and to London mm-hmm. and uh, Windsor, those sort of places. But there's so many other beautiful places further north in the UK, as you probably know, because you went to the Lake District for yeah. one of your videos, didn't you? Because you found a town called Syrian. Yeah, that was in Wales. Yeah. Oh, that was in Wales. Yeah, so that yeah. sort of that region. Um, yeah. Did you explore much else around the UK on that trip or did you just literally go to Wales and yes. then go back? Yeah. I've been, actually, I've been to the UK quite uh, many times too. Like I've been, especially to London, I've been like, well, like yeah. way many times because I really love London myself. Um, um, I've been going there since, I think it's one of my first trips I went without my parents, you know, and you had very cheap Ryanair tickets, like for yeah. 25 euros or something like round trip and uh and you just had to go um so i've been coming to the uk for quite a long time but last year yeah i explored um you know the east of like um um, england and parts of wales i went to like the north like around manchester and stuff like that and that's um, that's where we that's where we live yeah that's where you guys are yeah yeah manchester um and then all the way up to scotland we actually went quite high up in scotland um i also went on a trip to scotland with my little brother um and we just rented a car and just uh drove around and stuff like that wow you've seen more of the uk than i have (laughs) (laughs) Uh, yeah, I've only been to Scotland once. Good. Oh, and I've, is Northern Northern Ireland part of the UK? Northern Ireland is, yeah. Is yeah, yeah. So I've been there as well, and also Ireland. Uh, Neither of which I've been to. Yeah, you've explored more, yeah. more of the UK and the British Isles than I have, <laughs> which uh, yeah, fantastic. So you, you mentioned your uh, your work and your clients and stuff. What what exactly do you do? Yeah, so I'm basically a director most of the times, uh, but I also shoot and edit whenever um you know the budget calls for it in a way yeah, so are these um, sort of are these advertisements or are these promotional films or are they more yeah so i do the the things i do mostly are um are commercials and like promotional stuff or uh music videos i have also because of mocum sessions uh, yes i have a very big music um uh 
what's it called network in a way so um like with mocum sessions we work with all the big labels and big uh, managers and artists and stuff like that and because of that we have um yeah a lot of connections there so i'm uh i do a lot of music videos um which is a lot of fun they're like kind of my favorite to do because you actually get to be creative and uh working with musicians is very rewarding because they also just want to make something cool they want to make art and when you work with you know commercial clients there's always um you know the motive to sell you know so there there's always too many um people involved and too many opinions on the table most of the time um which is fine because you know the as far as much as music is like crazy fun it's also like way worse paid than uh than the commercial stuff so every once in a while you just sell your soul in a in a way and uh and do a commercial but there's actually a lot of fun commercials as well i've i've had a lot of um like the the american client i have i'm like very fun fond of because uh you know when you do jobs like that you find the um, you find the motivation in something else. And most of the time that's like the people you work with. And, um, and there's like very nice people, um, even in the commercial world. Uh, yeah. So are you fairly musical as well? Or, cause I mean, you, you do, you make a few songs in your own videos that like you play the guitar and, and sing a little ditty. True. Yeah. Um, so what, what instruments do you play? Or have you done music videos for yourself? There are some actually. If you, oh, really? Uh, if, if I you dig go down deep enough, the rabbit hole. Right. Yeah. Okay. Um, they're they're pretty old though. Um, I used to actually before I became a filmmaker, I actually had this dream of becoming a rock star. Ah, uh, like, like everybody just, does. I to, uh, yeah. I wanted to make music for a living, and um, and that's actually how I got into making films because um. Because I wanted to be a musician, I and I needed the network. I was like, you know, I'm gonna need to know a bunch of like labels and managers and and promoters and stuff like that. And that's why I actually started the Mocum sessions because yeah, I right. uh, figured, you know, if I'm just gonna add value to the industry uh, in a way, I'm just gonna be able to get to know all those people. And um, once I started doing that, I started liking, uh, you know, filmmaking and actually shooting with a camera more and more and more. And m more often than not, I left my, you know, guitar in its guitar back after band practice and just picked up the camera all week. All right, and, yeah. Uh, and yeah, started, you know, playing with a camera way more than with the guitar. So um, interesting. Sounds yeah, good. that grew and grew and uh, and. Yeah, then I actually made a career out of that. Are there any instruments that you wish you could play that you'd never learned to or haven't learned to no. yet? Um, I don't know. Like, there's so many, so many cool ones. I guess um, I can, I can play a couple, but um, I think it would be really cool to be able to play like a violin or something because I've heard. Oh those yeah. Like, really really difficult or like a trumpet or something yeah I, I i did violin for about six months when i was younger and uh it it did not go well <laughs> it, yeah. it it was not a good time 
everyone just wore earplugs for that entire period because yeah it, <laughs> yeah, it takes a lot of a lot of practice to get that to sound yeah. good a, a bit of a cliche question um but who are your yeah. biggest inspirations on youtube who which are your favorite youtubers well, one of them is like a very, very classic one that everyone has, uh, and that's Casey Neistat. Of course, uh, <laughs> no, everybody, everybody. Is, uh, yeah, but he's also like the 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 grandfather of uh, of uh, or the godfather in a way of of YouTube, uh, especially vlogging. I don't want to be uh, like super super hipster or anything, but I was there from the beginning. Oh, uh, really? Uh, <laughs> you watched? You were there like, on the very first vlog. Yeah, well, even before that, like, oh, like wow, long before that, yeah, he made like especially those are my favorite videos, the ones he made before vlogging. Um, yeah, because, um, and I think the videos I make now are kind of inspired by those older Casey Neistat videos as well, because he is so good at telling a story, and yes, he is um, the story. All case. his videos over there were just like so rounded, and um, and yeah, I think this was probably back in um 20 2014 i guess uh when i started you know following casey that's like yeah because he started the vlog in what 2015 yeah something so, like that yeah yeah no. just before that and uh yeah so he was definitely one of the the main inspirations for uh for yeah. doing youtube in the first place as well um then one of the for mocum sessions the biggest inspiration was mahogany sessions i don't know if you've heard of those no uh they're actually from the uk um and they're probably one of the biggest you know music channel sessions in uh right on planet earth um and I've actually met the owner of Mahogany Sessions as well, and he was a big fan of the Mocum Sessions, so that was oh, uh, right. that was a great uh, compliment or a great uh, yeah. Oh, that's that's that really cool. It's good, yeah. Yeah, that was pretty cool to hear. That would be the same as like Casey Neistat coming up to you and saying like, "Hey, yeah, I like your videos." Uh, yeah, yeah, that that would be pretty cool. I mean, I, I I've been to Three Six Eight, which is his his studio in in cool. New York, yeah. but. Uh, that was about a week after he moved to LA. So I, oh, I just okay. missed out on yeah. that. Um, so speaking of YouTube, how has your relationship with YouTube changed since you started making videos? Do you, do you view other people's videos differently now that you know about the algorithm and the whole, the, the watch time mm. and the thumbnails? Yeah, definitely for my favorite creators. I always, uh, always punch a like and leave a comment, you know, yeah. because uh, I know it helps. Um, so that has changed. Um, other than that, YouTube for me is, um, is probably my main, um, main channel for everything. Like, uh, m mostly actually for, um, for learning and information. Um, I have uh, YouTube premium as well, so I don't have to listen Ooh, to ads. Ooh, fancy. Also, you can close your, uh, close your phone and it will still keep playing because yeah. i you know podcasts and stuff i just listen on youtube as well and um um stuff like that and um and you can download yeah, just, videos with youtube premium yeah too. stuff yeah. like that yeah i had it for so, about three months on the free trial best three months of my life oh really so yeah. Good. yeah yeah <laughs> not having to use those third-party youtube to mp3 plugins oh so good i i figured you know if i'm 
on YouTube this much, I might as well spend a couple of couple of uh, monies every month. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've considered it, but I I, I just deal with the ads. I just I can't <laughs> yeah, I can't afford yeah. it yet. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. So you yeah. your most recent videos on your channel are the seven short films in seven days, um, yeah. which were all amazing. Did you know? what films you were going to do before the week started or did you just come up with them every day? Yeah, that was my goal was just to, uh, I didn't know any of them beforehand, even like on the day itself, when I woke up, I didn't know what I was going to make that day. Basically. I only knew for some of them. I knew like, Hey, uh, this person is going to be here. This person is going to help. I have this actor and this, uh, uh, this camera guy and stuff like that. So, but other than that, I didn't know at all what I was going to do. Wow. Um, which was... You can't um, tell watching the videos. No, no. I, was, I was surprised as well. Like, of course, like some are more of my favorite than the other ones. So. Yes. Um, and that's, that's always going to happen. You know, you can't make like seven, uh, um, you know, trophy winners in a row, I guess. <laughs> no. Um, I mean, but, Edward and I, we, we did... Um, our, our most recent sketch was the uh, Back to the Suture sketch, which yeah. was a prop challenge that we filmed. And uh, well, we filmed it in a day, but it took another couple of days to edit. So yeah. the whole right. idea of filming and editing and then uploading a video in one day is just, it's so, it's such a big accomplishment in my eyes because how did you sleep? Did you sleep? <laughs> did you have any uh, well, some free nights time? I didn't sleep that much. No, no. And I didn't have any free time. Um, I didn't, uh, I didn't exercise that week. I didn't, um, it's just all encompassing. It was, yeah. Um, what I did do, I was, I cooked in the morning when I woke up, I started cooking. So, uh, during cooking, I could like try and come up with some ideas. Right. Um, so because, I didn't want to resort to like eating crap all day because I knew, you know, if I'm not going to exercise and sleep terrible, like at least I should be eating healthy in a way. Yeah. So I figured, you know, if I just cook like healthy food, I can just eat that all day long and, um, and don't have to cook and waste time on that. Yeah. That's a good Um, idea. So that was, that was my only, um, my only moment of, um, of like peace every day. Like is like, I love like, uh, I, I love cooking in a way like I'm not a, you know, chef or anything, but I just love the action of like cutting vegetables and stuff like that. And <laughs> it's it's, the, it's the little things in life. It's, it's, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's very meditative. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I've been doing a lot of um, a lot of that. But other than that, I didn't sleep. I where uh, I slept like probably like six hours a night maybe but some of the videos i uploaded at like three in the morning or something and then and then the next day the the next people would come in i told everyone to come in at nine every single day so uh yeah so i had to be be ready and uh that that's pretty rough and then even on the on the day with the um, uh the video with the fox like mr foxman yeah um we even wrote and recorded the Mr. Foxman song uh for the ending. Uh on that on the day. Same day. Yeah. Wow. On the same day. Yeah. Mr. Foxman. Mr. Foxman. 
and and awesome that was actually me me rapping as well on the, <laughs> on the oh yeah track. that uh, is yeah that's a lot to do in in 24 hours not even yeah yeah so i was very surprised how well it turned out it was very i was very anxious at anxious at the beginning like damn am i gonna come up with anything or is it gonna mm. uh also when you, you know we all must have felt that i think you guys do too whenever you're you're about to create something you know or you're still putting it out online and you always have this feeling like hey is are people gonna enjoy this are they gonna like it you know and also for me as a director as well i'm like if i really put out on youtube um then w if people might stumble on it you know whenever they're googling me like oh hey what is this guy doing as a director and they see that see this very terrible short film i'm like uh i don't want that to happen so uh so yeah it's definitely um definitely um nerve-wracking in a way yeah did you learn anything during that week of like how to best streamline the filmmaking process were there any sort of um, methods and uh, workarounds that you figured out to just get that as fast as possible? I think that if I wasn't uh, very um, very experienced with doing these kind of things, uh, I wouldn't have been able to pull this off. Yeah. Uh, but I think the most important thing is just, you know, calling your deadlines so just being like, you know, at four o'clock, I definitely have to start editing. So before yeah, that, um, yeah, so definitely being very strict with that. And, you know, the difficult thing was, especially when I had friends over uh, to help who I didn't spoke to in a while. And then also those friends hadn't spoke to each other in a while. Right. Yeah. Trying to on the same <laughs> yeah. So and then you have to be like, hey, guys, you know, I don't want to be an asshole, but, you know, let's do the chit chatting later. And uh Okay. Going. So you have to be, uh, yeah, sometimes you kind of have to be a charming asshole, uh, to be a director anyway. So that's, yeah. Um, Developing yeah. those talents as well as, uh, yeah. Working to a, a, a creative deadline is, it's, yeah. it, it is a good exercise, but, um, possibly seven days in a row is slightly overkill, but you managed it and they all turned out really <laughs> yeah. well. So it's yeah. a very and, impressive um, feat. And the thing is that I just really like pushing myself in that kind of way because that's where magic happens. And of course, not every video is going to be amazing, but I actually did a couple of things that I was really surprised of, you know, be, me being able to pull that off. Um, I especially like the first one, which I uh, did everything by myself for. Like, so I, it was just me. So I acted and I directed. And so I that was the one in, in, the, in the car? In the car, yeah. Yeah. Um, and, um, also like I was shooting in that parking garage and, um, I had to run out of the car every three minutes to, uh, activate like the light sensor over there. <laughs> so, um, so I, I could like activate the thing and then do a take real quick. And then my camera would shut down and stuff like that. It was like such a, I was, I, I didn't really have to fake the, the, the anger. Uh, yeah. The, the <laughs> anger I had, I was like so angry at my camera and everything. And, uh, um, but I was really surprised with how well it came out. Yeah. Of course, something probably, like that. You do need a, another person on set to help you out. Yeah. It would have probably helped, you know, if it you can focus on the acting or stuff like that. So you can, you know, focus more on the emotions because now I'm like, you know, taking care of everything. And, uh, 
but it's um i was yeah i was just very happily surprised with how it turned out yeah is there is there any um advice that you as your current filmmaker would uh give to yourself when you were just starting out playing out with those with those cameras is there any like just tips that you wish you knew when you were first starting which which may help some of the uh if there are other small youtubers watching this some some tips yeah. to keep an eye on yeah that's actually that's always such a deep question you know uh i like that one yeah. um the the most important thing is something i actually always did and that's uh for me it's just jumping in just go go do it yeah um, and i've always done that that's like with the mocum sessions for example was literally like the first session that's on the channel um i invited a um uh an artist to come and play and i literally watched like a youtube video youtube tutorial before i uh, recorded that like um like oh what's like good composition and stuff like that nice and, um and after i didn't know how to edit it or anything and that's what i did after shooting i just you know looked up tutorials like okay how do you edit this yeah fake, um, it, fake it till you make it that's that's yeah yeah so <laughs> that's, that's one thing i've um always really believed in um and that's always pushed me to go to the next level and always um um i've always been able to advance my career in that way as well um another thing would be i think yeah definitely like don't be afraid to put things out and um and collaborate with people to um that's one thing i've definitely in the beginning i was um um I would hide stuff more, you know, I would create something. And like when, when I was watching those Casey Neistat vlogs in the beginning, I made some of those vlogs for myself as well. Oh, uh, really? Uh, and I never put them out. Like I just, you know, left them. In, on do you still have them on a hard drive to somewhere? I have, oh. I have a bunch I, of that. Stuff. Oh, you do? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That might be uh, funny to do like a, a reaction video might, in the future. Yeah. I will definitely do that one day, yeah, for sure. Um, because, yeah, that's something I I used to do a lot. And for example, when I would write a, I I saw that this year as well with writing the the feature script. Um, I I didn't hide that I was doing it, um, and I took out the script and I actually collaborated with a bunch of people who definitely helped me make it better. Um, which is something I didn't do like seven years ago when I started filmmaking. Yeah. So uh, letting other people, well, announcing it publicly sort of gives you the, um, not necessarily pressure, but it gives you the motivation that, oh, I've announced this. I got to see it all the way through. Um, yeah. But also, yeah, asking other people to collaborate is, is a, a good tip for those people listening for advice. Um, because yeah, having multiple voices is always useful in this sort of thing. Yeah, you'll you will learn that, you know, the more people you do it, not always, but the more people you, uh, you know, the more brains that are working on the project can actually, you know, add to it. Um, and even if it's just a tiny thing, and that was like with the seven days short films as well. Um, like for example, on the um, 
on the uh, Mr. Foxman day, that was like the sound guy came up with that idea to record that uh, song. And he also came up with that, uh, that idea to, in the end, have the Fox guy actually, you know, throw the water on the, on the, the bench, bench, you know, to, uh, and that made it so much stronger because without that, it was just a funny thing with the guy and the, and the face in the sky and everything. But, um, that was actually like kind of a plot twist in a way. And, um, and it's so great that even, you know, he was there to hold the boom, you know, uh, and, and even so just listening to everybody around you and not being afraid to, um, you know, just, just being open to ideas from coming from other people, um, is definitely a very good idea. Yeah. That, that's really good advice. So yeah, don't, don't forget about that one. Um, uh, one question I have always wanted to ask you is how did you find my channel? Because the first time I noticed your channel was because you commented on like an answering comments video of mine or something. And yeah. I responded to it in the next answering comments video. Um, and I was, and then I checked out your channel. I was like, oh, this is, th these are really good videos. Who, who is this guy? How did he find my channel? So did you just, I think just... I do remember actually, um, I think you, it, it was through, um, a photo on Dan Mace's Instagram. And I think you left a comment or a like on it. Right. And I saw your, your avatar picture and it was, I don't know, your avatar picture. The one with the very, three. Yeah. It was I probably just your face, I think. And <laughs> I was just, uh, it, it, it just, just popped out in a way. And I was like, what is this guy doing? And also the name like Adenator, I was like, uh, sounds interesting. And I just, you know, um, I don't know, maybe, um, as a way of doing market research in a way, I just, uh, okay. I just looked, looked at, that's how I may have found show show as well. Um, right. like back in those earlier days and like a bunch of other channels, like who, you know, it doesn't, you see it, it can actually help to, you know, interact with other creators as well. Yeah. I mean, um, without that, yeah. I would have never found your channel and this, this whole thing that we're doing now would never have happened, but yeah, right, right. That's, I was not expecting you to say that, but yeah, yeah, I think I've, I, yeah, I've left a few comments on Dan Mace's Instagram and yeah, just the face. <laughs> there you go. Inspired the clip. That's how it, and that's, that's one of those things that I'm, I'm from a marketing background. That's what I um, also studied in college. Um, so, you know, being able, like, especially that thumbnail or your avatar and like being able to actually stand out through all the, um, um, you know, among all the others, yeah. um, is something that is like priceless in a way, because, uh, that will drive at least eyeballs and maybe clicks. Um, yeah. I, I've, I've thought quite a lot about my, my icon and, uh, yeah, I, I'm glad that that <laughs> works out because it is a really weird image yeah. <laughs> to begin with, um, just Photoshop my other hand to, yeah. Um, so I'm glad it's worked out at least once. Um, there you go. that's great. And that's, oh. that's, it's actually not the first time that someone has clicked on and left a comment and said, Oh, I, I saw your comment on this video and I just clicked onto your channel for some reason and yeah. now I'm here. So I guess, yeah, that's other good advice possibly is to just 
interact with other creators and comment on their stuff and who knows you might get good connections to people that you never thought you ordinarily would have met yeah yeah exactly exactly edward do you have any any other questions yes i I think i remember seeing in one of your videos you say you speak a lot of languages how just how many languages can you actually speak okay so in order of um um how good i speak them right probably dutch is my dutch is my first then english um obviously because otherwise we wouldn't be having this conversation yeah um then uh probably german and japanese are like similar uh um comp was it competence levels um german is because you know you just have german in in school and uh um so we've always learned and it's very similar to dutch as well so not that similar but similar enough to uh for it to come very naturally japanese because i just uh i've lived there a couple times and i really like japan and also the uh the culture and the language mostly um which is funny i'm more of a i'm kind of a language geek in a way um (laughs) Also, there's going to be a bunch of stuff about language in my, my feature film as well. It always sneaks in. Oh, uh, right. Yeah. Little, nice, uh, nice. Dropping little hints yeah. there. Okay. So, um, so those. And then Spanish. Um, I can have normal conversations in Spanish, but uh, it's not. It's a bit rusty now, I guess. Also, because of COVID, you don't travel and everything. And, yeah, not much practice. Uh, but this is. I've, I've dated a couple of. Uh, spanish-speaking girls and uh from all over the world and uh spanish is also one of those languages that i don't know it's just really awesome and then i do understand french well enough to save my life in uh in a situation where to order a croissant (laughs) stuff like that or find your way like uh yeah Yeah. yeah. even have like simple conversation to meet people or stuff like that i can do that but uh it's also very rusty and uh um i'd say those are the ones and then i have like these things where i did this video about learning uh russian and stuff like that yeah and and i still remember those words but it's not enough to have like a conversation or uh, stuff like that so you do still remember some of the russian that you learned because it was i think it was just a week you spent learning russian Yeah, and you still know a lot of it. That's impressive. I still know how to say "apajasta ser," "apostiti pistolet," which basically it meant like uh, "please lower your gun," something like that. <laughs> which is very <laughs> could be very useful, is, you know. Yeah. Very uh, useful in Russia. That could save your life. Yeah, indeed, yeah. it could. Yeah, it might might get a good laugh out of them if uh, if they don't expect that. Yeah. 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 yeah um taken by surprise i mean that that's a lot of languages and that's a lot more languages than i know <laughs> i mean i i did french for a few years and i've forgotten most of it as as with german and spanish so yeah, yeah. there i i could not have a very long conversation in any of those three languages yeah. so uh, right. yeah. yeah your ability yeah. to know all those languages is yeah beyond any scope of my imagination well, you, you basically have to, you have to be motivated intrinsically. Like when I was in yeah. school, I really hated languages, like really like with a passion. I failed German. I, um, French was fun for me when, um, I had two friends in my, uh, my class who, um, 
we did bets with like who would get the highest mark in uh in french for that you know uh week's uh test or something like that and we would always bet like for chocolate bars and but it wasn't like the french that i liked i just wanted to win so i would just study really well um well that's a that's good a, tactic that's, yeah that's the way for me to do it that. <laughs> there yeah, you go. That's good um and the same with i've i've actually filled english once um and i had to get like extra like summer schooling and and stuff for for english right. but actually in school here in the netherlands we learn english with a british accent um but then because i've lived in america a couple of times uh, my my accent just became very americanized right unfortunately because yeah. i think the Br british accent is so much more awesome yeah those americans they butcher it come on america yeah, yeah. what are you doing yeah it's very easy to understand for everyone um so it's useful but it's uh it's definitely not you know the it's not as romantic why is it's not no definitely the only other question i have is that in one of your videos you let siri control your day um how do you think that that video might have been different if you had used Cortana or Google Assistant or Alexa or whatever Bixby is for Samsung. I think probably like um, like Google Assistant or Alexa would have had a much more pleasant day. Yeah. Siri, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Siri like never does what you want. No. And uh, and I think Siri is more of a gimmick than actually a useful thing. Mm -hmm. But that's also what made the video probably more fun i guess because yeah if you had a, a, just a normal day it might not have been as entertaining but uh, yeah like with a well, google assistant is actually very good i think i remember yeah. like i think we have it in our car and it works so well it always does what you want and then siri always you over so, yeah yeah edward any other questions your end yeah so your um whole channel slogan i guess is um the comfort zone which i i do i do like that um so in each of your videos you're, you're sort of pushing the boundaries further and further what video would you say is the best example of you of you just uh going out of your comfort zone probably all of them but uh <laughs> the biggest one definitely without a doubt has to be the the japanese horror house no i knew you were like, going to say that one staying the night yeah that, that one uh, still to this day, I'm like, why the hell did I even do that? Um, and I wouldn't like for the life of me, go do it again. Um, and it's, it's the one that I was, I've been genuinely scared, you know, throughout most of the making of the video. Uh, whereas the other ones, you know, you, you know, asking strangers to have coffee with you was very awkward and stuff, but uh, and it was definitely outside of the comfort zone and, you know, doing the street photography and, you know, where you walk up to people and be like, hey, can I take your photo? It's weird and awkward, but, you know, that house in Japan and like at night and it was raining and, and there was lightning and it was like October and Halloween was nearing and the house was right next to a graveyard and stuff like that. And it was just, oh my God. I, Spooky. I, I, yeah, nice. I still have nice. like I don't have nightmares from it, I guess, but uh yeah, it still gives me the creeps when I think about it. Well, that's yeah, that's everything I had written down. I think we've probably gone for just a, around an hour. So this is yeah, yeah a like perfect that. 
perfect time to wrap things up. So um, yeah, thank you very much again, Syrian, for joining us on this first episode of the Small YouTuber You're Podcast. Welcome. I'm honored to be your first guest. If anybody's watched this far, <laughs> I highly recommend checking out Syrian's channel uh, if you haven't already. And is there anybody that you would um, that you have in mind that you potentially might nominate for being an, a future guest on this podcast? Like the the below ten thousand. Yeah. Channels. Like whenever people would ask that uh, before, I would say you should check out Adenator. So hey, thank you very much. So yeah, it's difficult <laughs> to come up with, with another one. But there, there's definitely a couple around. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if if you or anybody that you know uh, fits that category, let me know in the comments, or I might do a Google form or something along those lines that um, people can sign up if they know anybody or they themselves would like to be um, a member. Because there's there's plenty of small channels out there. It's just because they yeah. are small, it's finding them is the main issue. Um, definitely. Because there are plenty with interesting stories to tell who are you know, trying to be the next uh, YouTuber or just trying to have fun. And um, yeah, it's just trying to find them. So yeah. I, I've got one or two others in mind that I might reach out to. But um, yeah, if there's anybody that you can think of or anybody that you find in future, same with you, Edward. Or if there's anybody watching, yeah. let me know. Because uh, this has been a really interesting, interesting chat. And uh, yeah, thank you again for having the time uh i mean obviously you probably do have quite a lot of free time being in quarantine <laughs> so <laughs> yeah in a way yeah i have a lot of stuff to do but uh yeah okay well we, we won't take any more of your precious time then um no, that's so all right that's all thank right. you for having for you any day <laughs> oh thank you very much thank you for being on thank you for watching and uh i'll, I'll see you next sunday yeah.